We have the living Christ who is our life. We have the written word, which we find guidance in what to believe, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. I want to think about applying First Peter this morning. Did you ever meet an older saint who walked with God for many years in deep sensitivity and then wonder how they came to have a deep walk with the Lord? Over the years, I've made it a purpose of my life, one of the purposes to study older people and to learn to ask questions of older people and then be willing to sit and listen. And I've learned a lot about walking with God just by asking questions and listening. And this morning, we want to discuss the process of obedience, the process that an older person goes through over the years to be obedient, to see change in their life. And whether we're young or middle-aged or older, we need to apply the nuts and bolts of God's Word, Christ living within us and being sensitive to the Spirit. We're thinking particularly of the application of 1 Peter 2, 1 through 3, dealing with the correction and the training of that passage. And as we seek to apply Scripture, then we become instrumental in helping others apply Scripture. We'll read together 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, in light of being born again through the enduring and living Word of God, which does not fade, which does not wither, he says, Therefore, rid yourself of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. I want to turn over to a parallel passage, and that would be in Colossians chapter 3. In First Peter, he talks about putting off and then desiring the pure milk of the word. We discussed that last week. But in Colossians 3 and verse 5, we find that after stating that the believer has life in Christ, been raised with Christ, he says in verse 5 of Colossians 3, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now you must rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices. And I put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Jew, nor Greek, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have 
have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Scripture talks quite often about putting off and putting on. We're not going to look at these passages, but the passages listed in Genesis 4, the Mosaic Law, Psalm 1, the Prophets, Matthew 5 through 7, and so on, speak about putting off, putting on, living well because of the life that we have in God, the life that we have in Christ. And this morning, as we look practically at putting off malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander, and desiring pure spiritual milk, I would like for you to think about a struggle you have, a temptation you have, a sin you have that is a battle, whether one of them mentioned malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander, or something else that you need to put off and then put something in its place. And as we think about applying First Peter, as well as other passages, as we change, as we obey, our identity is important. We're created in God's image. We're a new creation in Christ. Second Corinthians 5, Galatians 2.20. First Peter talks about the fact that we're elected by God. <clears throat> we have been extended mercy and so on. But also we've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of Christ. As we change, as we obey First Peter and related passages, we've been transferred. We can put off because our identity is different. Who am I? Who are you? We're created in God's image. We're new creatures in Christ. We've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Many items, many other dozens of items could be mentioned concerning our identity. But also grace is important to understand. We respond to being done. We respond to being accepted. We are responders. To God and his grace and what he has done. We don't live in passivity. But also we live by faith. We respond to God. We respond to Christ. We respond to scripture. We respond to the body of Christ. Others speaking truth into us. And that results in change. Another essential item is just confession. And repentance. Taking responsibility, no blame. I'm responsible. Accepting God's perspective. When God says something is right, something is wrong, we don't argue, we accept it. We respond to God and those that are influenced. We confess, we repent to God, but also those that have been influenced by our actions. And that brings freedom. We're stuck in sinful patterns of life until we confess and repent. The idea of confession and repentance should become a pattern of life. 
in relating to God, in relating to our mate, relating to our children, relating to our parents, relating to coworkers, relating to students, just those that come into contact in our lives. If you think about David, David repented when confronted by Nathan. Saul, when confronted by Samuel, did not repent. And that showed up in life. Or the couple that just seems to be at odds with one another, and this has been going on for years, but just never confess and never repent. That stands in contrast to the couple who's had issues and has been confronted, and they have repented to one another and talked to God and sought forgiveness, and their relationship is blossoming. So we think about change and applying First Peter or other areas of life, we put off and we put on in our thinking, our beliefs, our actions, our words, but also nonverbal expressions. We communicate a lot today by phone, texting, and so on. Nothing wrong with that, but the communication is limited in some ways because we can't see the person in some of those forms of communication. We do communicate nonverbally. And if we're putting something off, we need to put something on. So whatever sin the struggle may be as we put off, we deal with the inner person, the beliefs, the attitudes, the desires, the thinking, the words, the nonverbal, as well as the action. In light of First Peter, chapter one, some put-offs when it comes to malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander, would be I have to be right. Do you ever think that way? Do you have that belief system at times? I have to put down to show I'm better. How many times in relationships do we put someone down? That's our thinking. I have to put them down. That results in words. It must be my way. I deserve more. That would tie in particularly with envy. They're worse than me. Do you ever find yourself comparing yourself with someone else? thinking, well, they're worse than me. And again, that's going to result in some type of slander or deceit or malice. To admit wrong is terrible. We think that. We develop that belief. I don't want to admit I'm wrong. Or we may have the thinking, the belief, I'm better than. And we end up talking down to someone. And that ties in with malice and slander. Well, they deserve. And you can finish the sentence. Well, who will know? Ties in with particularly hypocrisy. Look at what they did. Now, those are thoughts. Those may be attitudes and beliefs that we develop that affect our responding with malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. Put off. 
the inside put off also on the inside, if only I had. That ties in with envy. We have to put off, but we can't live in a vacuum, so we have to put something on in its place. Coming from 1 Peter chapter 1, and put off on the outside, we deal with the inside, we put off on the outside, corrupt, worthless, harmful words, that should be words, not works, words, looks, and action. We put off. We deal with the inner person, and then we put off on the outside. We put off words, looks, and actions which bait someone to think about you or a situation that is not correct or true or real. That ties in with hypocrisy. Do you ever struggle with someone? in relating to them, and there's a degree of bitterness in your heart, but yet you greet them like you're just bosom buddies and you really care for them. Think about that being hypocrisy. (laughs) You're thinking one thing inside, but communicate. We can put on words and actions like that. We can see someone and we can smile but yet inside we're being torn apart with all kinds of struggles in life. Tie in with not letting what's inside come out. Put off looks, words, actions that are contrary to your inside beliefs, thinking, and desire. I don't know if this ever happened to you. I've read many accounts and I've had a lot of people tell me, you're getting ready to come to church or Sunday school or, and you just have some issues at home and you end up saying some unkind words and even on the way to church, you yell at the kids or whatever, the kids yell at you. And then you come to church and you walk in, well, how are you today? Oh, I'm fine, everything's fine, I'm doing good. You ever go through that? Put off, put on. You know, sometimes we need to put off on the outside. (laughs) Now, those words that really are not where they should be. Put off looks, words, and actions of spite and jealousy. I enjoyed watching mom and dad relate at home when I was growing up. And uh, I never heard mom and dad argue much. Never heard a lot of unkind words coming from either one of them. When I was living at home, I won't speak for my two younger siblings. But I saw a lot of communication with looks. (laughs) When dad could say some things and mom could say some things, you know, with looks. Good and bad, I'm not just saying. But part of putting off is dealing with the nonverbal also. Putting off on the outside looks, words, actions that defame or backbite or hurt others. Peter says, rid yourself so that you may crave pure spiritual milk. He's talking about putting off, putting on. 
putting off inside and putting off outside. When sin is evident on the outside, stop and think and ask, what was I? What am I thinking? Maybe this is more applicable to guys and women, I don't know. You're driving down the road, someone does something stupid, and you say something. No one may be with you. Maybe someone is. But you make some comment to the other driver and they don't hear you anyway. Stop and think. What were you thinking? So we can put off from the inside and put on on the outside. To this day, there are times I talk to Ruth Ann. And I can almost feel my expression changing. But I'm trying to guard my words. And if I step back and think about what I'm thinking about, I realize there's something going on inside that is not good. Put off. So that we can put on. And in that context of putting off and putting on, for myself, something I started doing years ago, I started to write out my confessions to God so that I would tie in my thinking, the attitude of my heart, my beliefs. And they'll probably go to my grave with me or tell my family they have to put them in the coffin or whatever. But just dealing with my heart. Why did I respond a certain way? God, here's what I was thinking. Here's the belief that is underlying my response. So we put off, and in light of 1 Peter, we put on. Coming from 1 Peter 1, we put on thoughts. I'm chosen by God. My identity is different. I've been chosen by God. I've been sprinkled with Christ's blood. I don't have to display these words of malice. I don't have to slander. I've been sprinkled with the blood of Christ. We change our thinking. We put on. I've experienced the new birth. I'm not in the kingdom of darkness. I'm in the kingdom of light. Again, we're dealing with thinking, beliefs, attitudes of the heart. I have a living hope. So someone has something that I want. I don't have to have it. I have a living hope. I can go on with life where I am in the present. I've been redeemed with Christ's blood. I've been delivered with sin or delivered from sin. How many times do we think, I just can't get over this? I can't conquer something. But stop and think. I've been redeemed. I've been bought from slavery to sin. Coming from 1 Peter 1, I've been purified. I have a holy standing before God. Do you ever beat up on yourself? Thoughts consume with yourself and how terrible you are. And as a result, you lash out at someone else. Renewing the mind. I've been purified. That's my standing before God. I'm in a new family. I'm in the body of Christ. I'm in a new family. I need other people. I need their input in my life. I've been born again. 
by imperishable seed, the living and enduring Word of God. The second birth. I am to love. I am to agape. The Lord is good. Again, coming from 1 Peter chapter 1. Putting on confession and repentance. Bring freedom. Day by day, moment by moment, renewing the mind. You're on the job and the coworker is not so nice or the boss is not responding real well. And you're developing thoughts of revenge. Some malice is formulating in your mind and, well, I'm going to say this. Lord, I want to renew my mind as I continue to work. That I've been chosen by God. I've been sprinkled by the Christ's blood. I've experienced the new birth. God, you're good. And so on. Thinking those thoughts throughout the day. Memorize them. Ponder them. Put them on your phone. So you can see them often. And set your alarm on your phone so that you're, oh, I'm to be renewing my mind, thinking differently. And then put on on the outside in light of 1 Peter, taking in pure spiritual milk. And we discussed that last week, ties in with God, ties in with what Isaiah would have said to Israel, ties in with the Mosaic Covenant, I think involves scripture as we would know it today also. But taking it in. If I were to say, here in the bottom of the pulpit, there's two boxes of pizza. Whoever gets up here first after the service gets both boxes. I can already tell by observing who's going to come up here first if I said that. (laughs) There's none up here, by the way. But you see where I'm coming from. Take in. You're thinking when food is mentioned, oh, I want to take it in. We're talking about pure spiritual milk. Put off. And then put on pure spiritual milk. Just discussing the Lord's goodness. Talked to Ray Druckenmiller yesterday. And even though he is in pain and so on, we were talking about God's goodness. That's a put on. Put on on the outside, talking about your experience of salvation and daily life. Again, a put on. It may be learning scripture or hearing it taught. A discussion with other believers concerning putting off items. Talking to another believer about a week ago, and we were discussing putting off. Here's some items we need to put off. That reminds us we need to also be putting on. Asking believers to help you see your blind spots. Confession, repentance, you know, 
from the inside out. Admitting sin to others and seeking forgiveness. As you study scripture, as you talk to people about living, when we acknowledge sin to someone else, it makes a difference in how we respond to it in the future. And quite often over the years, where I just say to a couple people, I really battle with, Pray for me. See, I'm part of a new family. And I need input and encouragement from other family. That's part of putting on. Teaching discussions on the names and attributes and works of God and Christ. Just talking about those items. Discussion. Thinking about in Christ and who we are in Christ. Loving others. Giving To others. Practicing. Putting off. But putting on. The inside. As well as the outside. A couple quotes from Puritans. Self-examination is the beaten path to perfection. Now looking at ourselves as we're being sensitive to God. Another one, examination is the eye of the soul. Contemplation is a perspective glass to see our Savior in, but examination is a looking glass to view ourselves. See that thou show thyself the judge, not the patron of thy sins. Transformation, change, maturity is a process in time. Putting off, putting on from the inside but also on the outside. We need encouragement from one another. We need to recognize we're responsible. God has extended grace and he patiently works in our lives. But we also acknowledge, confess and repent. To encourage us as we Apply First Peter and other passages of Scripture. God persistently works in our lives. Think about how God works, even in our struggles and our failures. Judah, in Genesis chapter 38, ended up being involved sexually with his daughter-in-law. His sons had died. She, at a point in time, portrayed herself as a prostitute. A child came from that union, and that child is in the line of Christ. 
In the next chapter, Genesis 39, we find Joseph is in Egypt. And he responded much differently than Judah, his brother, did. Because when he was tempted in Egypt, he ran from Mrs. Potiphar. God worked through Joseph, but also through Judah. Patiently working in their lives. So we struggle greatly sometimes. God's still faithful. He still works. We do much better other times. God is gracious. He continues to work. But in our lives, being sensitive. What do others see? How do I relate to others as I live from day to day? Lord, Do I really honor you by responding to problems in a godly way? Do I live a life of integrity and model your love for the world to see? Is my desire to obey and follow in your steps each day? Do I build others up or tear them apart? Am I showing your love through a caring heart? Do I speak the truth? Through all I do. Is my life slow enough to hear your voice too? Yes, others may hear what I say. But what do they see in my life each day? Jane Killian wrote that. Let's pray together. Father, many times we hear your word, we understand it, but there are other times we need to stop and just think about how obedience and change and transformation takes place from the inside out. As we seek to be a people that are ridding ourselves of malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind, in desiring pure spiritual milk. May we have understood a little better today the importance of dealing with the inner desires and attitudes and thoughts of the heart. Putting off and putting on, but also putting off words and actions and nonverbal communication and then putting in their place that which would be pleasing to you. We thank you for your grace that you have extended to us. We thank you for your faithfulness in working in our lives. May we see one another as being in Christ and come alongside and encourage accordingly. May we reflect the indwelling spirit at work in us more and more in our homes, on the job, in school, as we shop, just in our lives overall, for your glory. For it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen.